This is Speak Your Peace Podcast. It's the third episode. I'm your host, Born. This platform is being provided by Anchor. And the issue I want to touch on this evening, racism. Is it a conspiracy or is it out of circumstances? Let's define what racism is in its, in its purest form. It's the animosity shown towards people of a different race, color, and or interest. When we look at the damaging effects of racism, who has it benefited historically? When you go into the variation of injustices that we've seen as original people, African-American people, people of a dark complexion, a darker hue, however you want to define it, depending on what generation and or school of thought you stem from. There has always been a very subtle undertone of separation and or disadvantages that's been placed before our our journey or before our growth. With the recent incidents that's been occurring as a backlash, when you look at looting and rioting, acts of dissatisfaction and or just a lack of of hope. These become circumstances of the byproduct or the conspiracy that has been implemented when we're dealing with the case of racism. Now, no one is forced to like the next person for whatever reason. Although Many may not want to acknowledge that, admit it, and or bear witness to it. There's no law that says you have to like and or accept anybody. Let's just keep it 100 right now. Yet and still, when one goes to impose their will on the next, on another person and or another group of people, this is where the pushback comes in that. Because it becomes a matter of being as though how I'm operating my life, if you don't see no benefit that lies within that, you take it upon yourself to try to impose and or um, and or more so 
violate in a way in which is inhumane amongst those who are being violated. Now, the way things are being projected when it comes to, as I like to refer us as the original people, when you have minimum to no control on who controls the narrative, and you see certain acts of desperation taking place, it may appear as though we are savages in the pursuit of happiness, but we're also dealing with a very subtle degree of hurt, pain, and separation. You know, at times I have to look at and somewhat chuckle what social distancing is because this is something that has been implemented for hundreds of years now. Whether you want to define it as redlining, whether you want to define it as segregation, whether you want to define it as discrimination, prejudice, whatever the case may be. This is nothing new when you're dealing with those who predominantly reside in what's considered urban communities. And to a degree, those who have obtained some degree of success and reside within what may be interpreted as prestigious neighborhoods. There's a, a, a very discriminatory nature that lies within those who character, who characterize original people as problems. You know, everybody has their definition of what the quality of life is. And certain qualities may be inherited based on your background and or your lineage. The opinion and or the prejudice that has been implemented in various generations always seems to rear its ugly head time after time. Now, one may say, well, all black people are a certain way or they may act, they may behave in ways that are unlike what's considered successful, what's considered civil, what's considered acceptable. But one has to understand the background that lies within certain types of ideas, certain types of cultures, as well as certain types of lifestyles. There's a quote from Harper Lee to Kill a Mockingbird that says, some Negroes lie, some are immoral, some are not to be trusted around women, black and white. But this is a truth that applies to the human race and to no particular of men. So when certain narratives are being put out into the into society that anything that is affiliated with negativity takes on the characteristics of those defined as black people. One has to wonder what type of response and or reaction will be shown as a way of expressing ourselves. 
Now, in no way is this advocacy of any type of drama, any type of violence, and or any type of harm amongst others. But when you live in a culture that is embedded in that type of behavior and to a degree is glamorized and protected and funded, what else is left for us to do? And this is where the conspiracy aspect comes in that because you have a system that has comprised certain components together for evil intentions amongst those who may be considered underclass and or doesn't look like them. And can we just honestly say that this system does not work? Circumstances that arrive from certain things that are put in place is a clear-cut reality of what equal opportunity looks like. When you look at an equal opportunity, and we always hear people going to what is a constitutional right, all men were created equal. Okay, all men were created equal. Arm, leg, leg, arm, head, I get that. But when you're dealing with equal access to resources, to opportunities, can we truly say that we are all created equal in that respect? When you look at the educational systems, I mean, I've, you know, volunteered and, and did some work in some schools that you can't even drink water. You know, you go in the bathroom, there's no soap. You know, the the books bear no type of information that in the city youth can identify with that resonates with them in a way in which is different from slavery to now. You know, if you're going to teach history, let it be taught in a way where you highlight not just the lower moments of one civilization, but also the elevated moments of one civilization. And this is where the conspiracy comes in that. So if you're dealing with constantly showing images of the only quote-unquote positive images that you do see is acting in an entertaining-like fashion and or with sports. And everybody is, statistically speaking, not going to make it into those said industries. What else is there to do? What more would you expect? These circumstances become images of socially deprived people. And if you continuously highlight certain parts of a certain community and willingly neglect the same components that exist in other civilizations and other communities, on a worldwide scale, it projects a certain type of example which goes against our nature as a people. 
So this thing called racism, man, you know, we, we just got to really look at it for what it is and analyze how can we realistically move forward. I mean, I think we're at a point now where no one can act as if it doesn't exist. You know, we're constantly seeing people's rights being violated. We're constantly seeing uh, prejudice and forceful type of reactions that take place from that. We're constantly seeing a mockery of of people who are not just psychologically, but emotionally broken. And these types of acts and, and behavior in some cases are being rewarded. So when we see these types of things unfold, again, from those who are considered the quote-unquote minority as a society, what more would you expect? In this unfortunate circumstance, but this is what we're dealing with on a larger scale. There's a famous saying by the great Frederick Douglass that says, the white man's happiness cannot be purchased by the black man's misery. So when you look at equal opportunity, again, competition is competition. A free market is a free market. Each man should have the ability to perform at a level in which he can contribute on a larger scale. But if you're dealing with not only being disconnected from resources historically, but also being denied certain opportunities in the present, is that really an equal opportunity? And if man is not given the opportunity to produce, which is his nature, if the if a woman is not given the opportunity to nurture, which is her nature, what more do you expect? So I just wanted to touch on you know, my perspective on, on racism, is it a byproduct of a conspiracy or is it a circumstance? Because one can't say certain type of incidents keep arising. And it's not to say all black people are good. It's not to say all white people are bad. But when these things do occur, each and every day, you begin to see very subtle signs and indications on how people really feel, man. And we got to be honest, on a larger scale, if this is how society is treating our shortcomings, separation may not be a bad thing. It's just something to consider. So this is Speak Your Peace Podcast. Again, this is your host, Bourne. I thank y'all for taking the time out. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay safe and be strong. Peace.